Welcome to Formations, a podcast that allows you to learn and reflect on a relationship of growth with Jesus Christ. We're students at Gordon College studying biblical studies, Christian ministries, and theology. Marley and I teamed up to bring you this four-part series called Formations, which will dive into how we, as the body of Christ, can foster spiritual growth that encourages authentic discipleship on social media and beyond. We're recording at the beginning of May 2021. The flowers are blooming and we're all pretending it's warmer outside than it actually is. Marley, what led us to explore a conversation about consumption of media? Yeah, Alan, thank you so much. While we all know the COVID-19 pandemic has shifted almost everything in our life today, specifically, we're going to be looking at how COVID-19 shifted the church and discipleship programs online. Though we are going back to in-person events continually, the online space is booming with a need for Christian formation and growth. It will never be the same, and now we must cater to the in-person and virtual space. And there are spaces to watch church, but limited connection to grow in fellowship and in practice, which is what this podcast will be looking at. The pandemic has totally expedited the changes online that the church needs to see. And we've already seen hints towards this in the past 20 years. And now we're really diving into what does it mean to have discipleship and fellowship on the online space? So can we take a moment to reflect um, that we've been living in the era of a pandemic for over a year now? These conversations are new. (laughs) Yeah, new and challenging, but ultimately will lead us towards a revival and refreshed outlook on how to grow with Christ amidst this new normal. Marley, in our generation, the Gen Z generation, (laughs) we've seen the rise of social media, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, Twitter maybe isn't really our thing, but (laughs) I don't tweet. (laughs) Uh, Certainly Instagram is uh, a big part of our generation, Snapchat, and now most popularly among the pandemic, TikTok. (laughs) I have definitely taken a little bit of a drive in the realm of TikTok. (laughs) Yes, it's always fun. We see social media as a creative outlet. We can create beautiful images. We can share powerful stories. We can learn from others around the world. And of course, we can bond over collective experiences of iconic memes and videos. About this pandemic, I've come across so many stories that I feel like I never would have heard. These are in the digital realm. We have an opportunity to meet people in a different way, but still it's a way of meeting people uh, that's different than we ever have experienced in the time of humanity. (laughs) Absolutely. But along with that, we've seen a darker side of social media. And that is one of the darker sides of social media is the comparison game. Mm. There's certainly a pressure to feel like you're portraying an image that you want other people to see of you, especially in how you organize your feed, in how you filter things, in what you Uh, offer as an influencer and we're all just influencing each other and so we're going to enter into a critique of uh, self in comparison because this these social media platforms have no longer become just a space for engagement and interaction and creation it's become a space for consumption Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking right now at this draft I have on my Instagram where one picture is of me like living life up and then the next picture is of me crying because I was just so overwhelmed and I've been struggling with do I post it, do I not? Because that shows a real vulnerable side Mm -hmm. of 
myself and a lot of people don't like to show vulnerability on social media because that takes away the picture perfect aspect of social media but i believe as christians we have such a unique opportunity to reach people and share in this age of authenticity the truth of christ but this comes with struggles especially with the consumer mentality that we were talking about and we will be diving into specifically on social media we have seen a rise of celebrity christianity and with celebrity christianity there's this consumer mentality that ravages the face of the world and specifically in america one typically believes that they are entitled to the next big thing for their opinion and voice to be heard or for themselves to be heralded i mean we see that every single day on instagram twitter facebook it's like look at me look what i'm doing look at the next cool thing that I'm going to do or look what study I'm writing look at this look at this where we should be looking at the heart and not the the quantity of followers but the quality of discipleship and the message that Christians have on social media for example during the pandemic people sought to be seen in the midst of quarantine and there's beautiful benefits and kingdom growth to social media there's still such a dangerous consumption of corporation and celebrity Christianity I just want to take a second to look at two different Christian figures on social media and just in the Christian's realm that have been seen as very highly popular and highly followable. The first one is Michael Todd. Michael Todd has an Instagram following of 1.4 million people. Can you believe that? <laughs> 1.4 million people. This is crazy. I can't even imagine 1.4 million people ever looking at anything I post. But he talks a lot about dating, sex, relationships. And I have seen so many people, even unbelievers, post his vivacious, passionate videos where he's talking about Jesus. But, but it's more about don't do this or if you do this, you will be in Christ. It's a lot of prosperity. And while that is helpful and while that can lead people to Christ, it, there's a disconnect between real people in real life because he's just seemingly like living this life of it's like easy and dating is easy. Don't worry. Like I have all the money. Look at my car. Look at my my fancy family and all these things, which, you know, no hate on having things and being able to live a comfortable life financially. But I feel like Michael Todd does not look at what it looks like to grow disciples on his Instagram, which leads to some disparity in what the gospel looks like and how we create discipleship communally. Another scenario is Francis Chan. Ellen, have you ever heard of Francis Chan? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Francis Chan is the man. Like literally, he is amazing. Um, and this is like no bias. I know both of these are male figures, but they both just have very different um, understandings of social media and how to um, go about growing disciples. And I listened to a podcast last week with Francis Chan and Annie F. Downs. Annie F. Downs is a podcaster, Christian podcaster, amazing. And Francis Chan, um, for the last probably eight to 10 years, has not had Instagram, does not produce any of his own podcasts, does not post any of his like own sermons. He is nothing like self-oriented except his books but his books are all about unity and how to bring the church together so he's not even on social media he is so like what people would call countercultural. you know francis chan said is what i'm doing pointing people to christ or is it pointing it back to myself am i actually lifting people up with what i'm saying and in every conversation he was thinking back to am i pursuing the lord am i glorifying god and am i building disciples and this is countercultural because we're all like, let's build followings. Like, let's see how many people can rally behind us. Um, but Francis Chan was like, no, I want people to rally behind the voice and the truth of God. 
So it's countercultural to not have social media. He could have probably 3 million followers on Instagram, but he chooses to live a life where he steps back and lets God um, do the work. And Francis Chan loves on people and he creates spaces for discipleship and community. Really awesome person. One of my favorite heroes. So I don't know, Ellen, what else do you think um, as we're going through this little description of media and discipleship? Where's the next step of what we need to look at? Um, one thing I was thinking about when you were talking was followers, that word followers, mm-hmm. um, in, in our biblical context, we talk about following Jesus and, um, that we are followers of Christ and social media has taken that word followers yeah. and recreated it into somebody that can just look at you. Um, they don't have to have a relationship with you. They don't have to really know you. Uh, they can just look at you. And so we're talking about this uh, passive consumption of media where we're, we had this opportunity to create and produce and, and, and creation is an act uh, is a divine action. We see God creating and he gives that ability to us. And yet we choose instead to just consume social media. could be a place where Christians and churches, especially in the pandemic feel engaged on a variety of platforms but it's also a place where they can just consume um, yeah. and not engage. There's, we're, we're making a distinction between engaging and, and just looking. That looking isn't actually really engaging. So our question is, how do we create authentic spaces on social media to encounter and worship God? What does it look like for Christians to participate on social platforms? Not just to be a part of what everybody else is thinking is popular to do on social media, trends on social media. Um, what does it mean to actually in participate mm. in which we break down models of comparison? As Marley likes to say, we get real with Jesus amen, <laughs> and with others around the world, because we really do have an opportunity to reach people around the world. Yeah. That is, that is new and that is uh, real. And how, how are we going to, use that opportunity as Christians and, and enter into it with humility. We can worship through creating, and this is an activity that is edifying to the body. When um, we see people writing, we, I mean, people of the church have written since the beginning of the church. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we ended up with Paul's letters. And uh, if you think about how long it took for people to hear from Paul, um, and to hear from other writers of early Christianity, and and even um, through until we got to the printing press, um, it took people a long time to hear things. And now we have an opportunity to bounce ideas about what it means to be Christian so quickly, yeah, um, within seconds, instantaneously. Yeah, it's less than seconds. I mean, people could see things in one second right. of you posting it. And so, how are we as Christians going to be aware of what we post, why we post, and what we in a way, share, retweet, all those yeah, fun words. <laughs> and that's the battle of it is that we live in a world that is so instantaneous. I was just thinking like, man, if Paul lived in the 21st century, would he use social media? Mm. And I think he would, but I think he would use it in a countercultural way where it wasn't just instant. And he would try and create slow, restful cultures of discipleship and environments. And not saying instantaneous is bad, but we're just trying to look at 
Well, what did Christ model in his time on earth and how can we model it now in the 21st century with all of these things that are like constant information? And really Christ withdrew all the time. He went and he had time to rest and he communed and fellowed with people, like had such great community. And I think social media can lend such a beautiful hand to that. We just have to use it and steward it in a way that's not consumeristic. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm super excited about this project. Yeah, me too. Me too. And and one of our goals is we're looking to move beyond just the typical Sunday school online church idea where you basically a, a lecture idea. Um, and I mean, we've seen the shift in education already mm. with a shift from just lectures and information to being a place where students, especially young kids, learn how to engage with material at all different kinds of le- uh, levels and how they can um, not just study for a test, but how we can learn how other students how students learn best and use strategies to help students who learn differently absolutely so thank you guys for listening our goal with this podcast series is that we're going to have a handbook that can be found in our podcast notes which is to help create authentic spaces to learn and encounter god online and in person we invite you all to sit and listen and take action with a group of people to see all that god is inviting you into today This is something that you can do alone, but we highly encourage to do it with a group of close friends and mentors, or maybe some people you don't even know, and just jump into what it means to have a life with Christ. This is a cultivation and recreation of culture of the church through imagination and creativity in the formed Christian life. Culture is redemptive. We're not saying culture is left out of the window. Like We want to redeem culture. It's redemptive, and now it is not the time to leave it out of the picture. So we encourage you to take the step out in faith and allow God to form you.